The issues that happen aren't really big ones, it's the small things. It's the things that happen daily, whereby you feel taken advantage of, disrespected, unloved. It's those little bricks. Most couples go through a stage where that original adrenaline rush of being in love gives way to little frustrations that can slowly build until suddenly you wonder where that first love went. It doesn't have to be the end though. My guest today is couples counsellor Stella. She's been through her own journey of falling in and out of love with her partner and knows what it takes to rediscover that love again. We're talking with Stella, who is a counsellor specialising in working with couples. Thanks for joining us, Stella. Do you find that there are common issues that come up a lot? I feel like the issues that happen aren't really big ones, it's the small things. It's the things that happen daily, whereby you feel taken advantage of, disrespected, unloved. It's those little bricks that I talk about the wall that we all have a clean slate to begin with. Like what sort of, give me an example of what the little bricks are. So he, he says something inappropriate in front of a friend or she, she embarrasses him in front of his mates or he constantly throws all these clothes over the, you know, I mean, it can be small things that really bother you. I remember my husband, I cleaned the floor. Two hours, I had a big floor and he'd walk in with his dirty boots and I'm like, you've just walked all over the floor and he's like, oh yeah, no biggie. There was no sense of, oh, I'm sorry, darling, you didn't mean to do that. He just walked all over it. And I remember thinking, oh, he doesn't love me. He doesn't care about me. That was a real stab in the heart for me. So it's those little things that you probably think in the moment are nothing. Yeah, but actually, I think they're little bricks on a wall that build up over the months and years because in the beginning they can't do anything wrong and after a while they can't do anything right. And I know for him, it's like he'll do the grass and if I don't sort of acknowledge that, oh wow, that looks lovely, he feels like he's not... Um, appreciated. It's how we interpret what they do. And what matters to you and exactly. learning what matters to the other person. Absolutely. So it's interesting isn't it that mm. at the start you can gloss over a lot of that stuff or it's lovely and you... Well you're too full of dopamine to really... <laughs> you're in a basically hypnotised state where you're in love and loved up. The love bubble. Yeah absolutely yeah. and that wears off as mm. we all know. So the little things, when is it that you notice that that suddenly becomes the issue? Well, I think that's when you've got a big enough brick wall. <laughs> because as these things build and they, they might happen every day, but you don't say anything because they're small and you don't, you know, you don't want to cause problems or maybe you're the kind of personality that doesn't want to confront or have that difficult conversation. So you let things go, you let things go. And then after a while, the wall starts to get a bit bigger. And then it's like you can't even look at them without this feeling coming over you of like, you know, like you're angry or frustrated or feel unloved. And that's when it, the brick wall starts to build on both sides. And then you end up in a place where how the hell did we end up here? And then all of a sudden you're like, mm, I'm not sure if I even like this person very much. So where do you go with that? For me, I, I talk about the table metaphor. If you want a stable relationship, it's a bit like a table. You have to have the four legs. Coming up, Stella will share about the four legs of a stable relationship and how that can really build a solid basis in a relationship. Stella, you described a stable relationship as being like a table with four legs. What are those legs? The first one for me is commitment. And a lot of people think, oh, commitment means I'll be with you forever. And to me, that's not what commitment is. Commitment is about committing to deal with anything as it comes up in the moment. And a lot of couples don't do that. They put it all under the carpet. And if they've got a habit of, 
you know when a couple discuss something all they do is end up arguing then they learn no this is not safe it's not safe to really talk about how I really feel or it doesn't make any difference well yes there's that but also if you're too hurting to hear it you get very defensive so you feel like you're being criticized or always constantly nagged you know when your brick walls high you can't hear anything you know because you're going to be so hurt or wounded that you don't even have the ability to listen and I think that that resentment gets in the way of having that loving communication that you need to have to work things out. So that's commitment. What's the second leg we need for a stable relationship? The second one is honesty, but we're not talking about honesty out of your head because a lot of people think honesty is, well, I'll tell you what I think. And it's not about blaming. It's not about pointing fingers. No, no. Honesty is authenticity. I'll tell you how I feel. And that takes a lot more courage because to open up your heart and actually say, when you did that, I felt really hurt is vulnerability. And some people find that really difficult to actually identify. Absolutely. A lot of us don't know our own reality because when we were brought up and we've all been socialised this way, no, don't feel that, you know, repress, avoid, withdraw. Emotionally, we don't know what we feel. We don't know what we want. We don't know what we need. Men and women, we've both been conditioned to be people pleasers. I have to please the outside authority, parents, teachers, mm. whoever. We're often led to believe that we're not important enough to actually meet our own needs and be happy. Do you have an example of how honesty plays out? My mother had an alcoholic father, right? So she always talked about alcohol as being evil. And so when I used to see my husband drink, I, re I didn't realize it, but I feel very fearful. Um, and that would impact the way I then behaved towards him. And it took me a long time to understand that actually, but it wasn't until I actually said that to him. I said, you know, when you start to drink, I feel fear. And when I feel that way, I kind of act a bit weird. I get very controlling and I get a bit narky. And I realized because I'm in fear. And, and he was like, wow, I didn't, I didn't realize, you know. And so those kind of conversations elicit trust within a relationship. So I don't have to guess how you're feeling. You're going to be upfront and open and honest and that's about creating that safe space you have to feel safe in a relationship and that brings us to table leg three trust trust doesn't grow without honesty so for example if you've been taught to be a people pleaser you're just going to say yes even to things you don't want to do well you can't trust someone that's a chronic people pleaser because they're just going to do what they think they should do, not that they want to do. And they will build up resentment. Now, my husband's a great people pleaser. And I'm like, please don't just say yes, because you think that's going to make me happy. Because I will pay the price of that because you'll feel resentful. And then you'll take it out on me in a way that you probably don't even understand. But I will feel that resentment and vice versa. I was brought up to be one too. We all are to be a certain degree. That's how we... That's how we got through life growing mm. up. You know, it's a survival. And love can be really hard work. It can be beautiful, oh. but it can be really hard work yeah. in some situations. It's like love's not, love's not a feeling, it's a choice. It's an act of will. You know, I choose to stay in this relationship because that is who I want to be in this world. Coming up, Stella will tell us about the fourth crucial leg for a thriving relationship. relationship with your partner doesn't just happen it takes work and understanding about yourself and them my guest today Stella describes it as a table with four legs we've talked about the first three legs commitment honesty and trust Stella what's the crucial fourth leg the fourth leg is loving kindness 
um, because I might not agree with what you say, but I love you, so I'm going to listen and care enough about you to hear your heart. And it's a lot easier to connect to someone when they're speaking from this, as opposed to me telling him, well, when you drink, I, you know, you just kind of blah, 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 out of my head. You know what I'm saying? But can I tell you how I feel? That's a other ball game. It takes a lot of courage. And it takes a lot of understanding yourself too. Exactly. And, and I was thinking that whole, when someone's vulnerable with mm. you, how much that connects you. Yeah. Every time I have a couple in, if a husband starts to weep, I always say to the wife, or vice versa. When you see your husband weep, how do you feel? Do you want to move towards him or move away from him? Absolutely, 99.9% .9 of the time they go, oh no, I feel more drawn to him. They want to move towards him. You see, men have this belief that if I get emotional, I'm going to be weak. Therefore, I'm not going to look very manly. And it's the opposite for women. Women, you, I don't think you can connect to anyone's okayness. You can only connect to someone in their vulnerability. And this is what I do. I create the safe space so people can say what's really going on. So if you're frightened or you're walking around on tippy toe because you know, if you just say, oh, this isn't working, they get all upset and defensive and you're like, oh gosh. So you never do those crucial conversations about actually, I'm, I'm struggling here. So it's complex. It is, a, it is mm. a very complex thing and it's nothing's ever the same. No two couples. Mm. But I think basically we all need to feel loved, uh, supported, worthy, listened to, heard, understood. You know, we need to allow to feel what we feel. So for me, it's about let's tear down that brick wall. Let's be honest about how we really feel. I think a lot of couples come in feeling so hopeless. And most of the time I say, what are you going to take away? And most of them say hope hope that this relationship can be repaired and I think that's that's the biggest thing if you can give a couple hope because especially when you've been through it and out the other end and repaired what I would consider an unrepairable marriage I felt like that I was gone I was gone I did not want to go back sometimes we have to fall apart and we have to have a breakdown before we have a breakthrough I think that's humanity that's human beingness I, I love couples because I know what I went through and I know how much courage it took for us to work through it and I would say it's the best thing that ever happened to us was our relationship falling apart because when we reconstructed it we built it much more securely on solid ground than what it was before that. You've been listening to Messages of Hope. For free PDFs, videos and podcasts about building a stronger relationship with your partner, go to messagesofhope.org.au. That's messagesofhope.org.au. Or for a free booklet, call 1800 353 350. That's 1800 353 350. I'm Celia Filkey. I hope you can join us again next week for another Message of Hope. Real hope to cope with life's challenges.